Let's pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In today's gospel, Jesus is telling us to strive to enter through the narrow door of salvation. It's narrow because there's only one door to salvation. His name is Jesus. In John 14, 6, Jesus says, repeat after me, I am the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Amen. I'm the only door. And in John 10, Jesus says, I am the gate for the sheep. Whoever enters through me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. Jesus is the only way. I don't care what the culture tells you. All religions are the same. A lot of people are going to go to heaven. Jesus says today, strive to enter through the narrow door. Come through me. Remember that every door leads somewhere. There are a lot of doors in our lives. All of you entered the church through this door. What doors have you entered through this week? Some doors lead us to Jesus, lead us in the way of righteousness, and some doors lead us to temptation and sin. We pray in the Our Father, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And yet we ourselves sometimes enter through doors that lead us to sin. Can I get a cell phone? There we go. No phones in church though, okay? All right. <laughs> this is a door. Every time we open this phone, it's a door. Just like social media, we enter the door of this phone and we see all of these things. We can see good things from it, like Abuna Fawaz's amazing posts. Do you guys follow him, right? Isn't that amazing, right? How encouraging and how loving and how like supportive we, ex we feel when we go through the door of St. George and Abuna Fawaz's social media. And yet, this phone is also a door to sin. And for many of us, this phone is a temptation to sin. Catch. All right. <laughs> social media is a door. Another door that we have in our lives are friendships. Friendships and relationships. Some friendships lead us to sin and some friendships lead us to Christ. What friends do you have in your life? You know, sometimes people come into confession and they say, Father, I'm vaping. 15, 16-year-old kids. I'm vaping. And I ask the question, do you ever vape alone? They never say yes. They always do it with someone. Or I'm smoking weed. Do you ever smoke weed alone? Oftentimes, no. I smoke with someone. So those relationships that you have, that's an open door to sin. They can be good. I'm not saying just get rid of them, but bring them to Jesus. Other doors, other friendships, sometimes people are, lately especially, have been suffering with excessive gambling. 
Gambling is a big thing in our community. People don't gamble alone. Or if you have a bookie, or if you go to the casino, that could be an open door for you to not go. So maybe you have to sign yourself out, or maybe you have to block that person's number. That number is an open door to sin. Or premarital sex. A relationship that leads you to sin. Well, maybe that door needs to be closed. Or it needs to be purified and brought back to Jesus. You know, if someone's going to a bachelor or bachelorette party and you know exactly where they're going, that's an open door. And Jesus is inviting you to close the doors that lead to sin and to open the door of him. If you've opened doors that lead to sin, then go to the door of confession. There's a confession door right there. And when you enter the door of mercy, your sins are forgiven. Go and sin no more. So Jesus is saying, strive to enter the narrow door. You've got to try. You've got to work. But is it all about trying? So many of us, we try so hard and we keep falling and falling and falling and you say, Father, I'm trying. Well, Jesus says, some of you will strive, but you won't be strong enough. It's kind of a scary verse. So if I try to go to heaven, it doesn't mean I'm going to go to heaven because Jesus says, some of you will, but you won't be strong enough. So it's not just about trying It's about being strong. Kids, can I see your muscles? Give me your muscles. It's about being strong. But where is our strength? How do you know that you're strong enough? What do you depend on? Do you depend on your own strength? Do you try from your own will, from your own power? A lot of times in confession, people say, I just have to try harder. I tell them, that's not going to work. Trying harder. You say that over and over and over again. We have to trust more. Our strength is in the Lord. And so do we depend on our own strength? Or do we depend on God who gives us enough grace? God says to St. Paul when he's struggling with his weakness, 2 Corinthians 12, St. Paul is like, there's a thorn in my flesh. Just get rid of it. Jesus said to him, my grace is sufficient for you. Power is made perfect in weakness. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Where is your strength? Is it in your own strength, in your own will, or is it in God? So instead of try, 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 I propose trust, trust, trust. Trust that God is a good father and he will provide the grace sufficient for your salvation. I have a challenge that I want all of us to do. Take a rosary today as a family. With this rosary, you can pray the rosary. Amen. You can also pray the divine mercy. But today as a family, I invite you to go around the rosary one by one and pray, Jesus, I trust in you. 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 You'll say it 55 times. And actually, if you're going to be a a real, like, awesome, amazing, God bless you if you do this. In seminary, they call it the Jesus prayer. You pray, 
Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, have mercy on me, a sinner. My spiritual director told me that for three days, I have to pray that prayer a thousand times each day. Imagine if you prayed around your rosary 20 times times 50 is a thousand. Jesus, I trust in you a thousand times every single day this week. You will start breathing trust. You will start depending on God more than on your strength. And you will see breakthrough in your life. In America, they say, be independent. You don't need anybody. It's actually a very vulnerable place to need. Jesus, I need you. Are you going to provide? And we believe he does. But sometimes it's a lot easier to depend on ourselves. We do that because we've been hurt by ones that we expected to love us. We've been vulnerable to those who we say, love me, just love me. We've trusted them. And they didn't, they didn't love us back. Jesus will never hurt you. He'll always love you. And when you depend on him, he will provide. Amen? All right. I'm going to transition to like a second homily. Are you ready? If we're not for Jesus, we're against him. And today we heard that someone came up to Jesus, the Pharisees, and said, Jesus, get away from here. Herod is trying to kill you. Herod was consumed by political power. He didn't like Jesus because Jesus was a threat to him and he couldn't control him. Why do people in authority want to eliminate their opposition and kill Herod wanted to kill Jesus because they're a threat and they can't control. It's the same in today's politics. The culture cannot stand the church because the church will not be silenced. They cannot control us and they see the church as a threat to their power, to their way of indoctrinating especially our children. So they want to eliminate our voice. This is what the culture says about the church. That we're a hateful place. That we're all here hating other people. They do this by making the church look like they're hateful because we speak for innocent life. We seek to preserve the dignity of life and unborn children. That we speak against abortion. They want to silence us from saying that marriage is between man and woman, that there's a dignity in how God ordered life and marriage and love. They want to silence us and eliminate our voice because we simply say God made humanity male and female. They eliminate our voice by attacking the priesthood, by making the priest look like a pedophile. They eliminate our voice by saying that the church, this is how I grew up as well, the church is all about money. That's all we care about. Money. Give me your money. As if it's my money. It's yours. Every dollar you put in those baskets, it's yours. One day, we're going to have a school. One day, we're going to have a hall. One day, we're going to have another church in Macomb or Romeo. Where is that coming from? Us. We're a family. St. Paul today actually talks about collection 
and the importance of how we support each other. They try to eliminate our voice, but the verse that was coming to me was Jesus saying to Peter, upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell will never prevail against it. Now Jesus is the opposite of Herod. Herod tries to kill Jesus because he can't control him. But Jesus does not want to control you. He wants to lead you and guide you. Love never controls. Love leads. Love guides us to truth. Jesus says in John chapter 10, I am the good shepherd. A good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. These also I must lead and they will hear my voice. Instead of control, Jesus leads us. At the end of the gospel, Jesus sees Jerusalem and he cries over Jerusalem because he knows their upcoming destruction. In 70 AD, the Roman Empire destroyed the city of Jerusalem and he cries over it and he says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. You killed the prophets. You're about to kill the Son of God. The one who came to love you and lead you and guide you. Will our community be converted by the tears of Jesus who cries out, Chaldeans! Chaldeans! Do you also want to kill me? Because you don't like what I say? I have not come to control you. I have come to die for you and lead you to the narrow door of salvation. Come to me. In Matthew 7, Jesus says, Everyone who listens to these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on rock. Rain fell, floods came, winds blew against the house. The house did not fall. Everyone who listens to these words but does not act upon them will be like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain fell, the floods came, the winds blew and beat upon that house. And the house fell. And great was the fall of it. There were people in the gospel knocking and saying, Lord, open the door. And Jesus says, I don't know where you're from. I don't know who you are. You tried to do it by yourself. All I, and all I asked you to do was follow me. Trust me. Amen? Let's pray three times as a family. Jesus, I trust in you. 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 Amen.